And a very good day. This is Pastor Mark Whelan with Touch of God. And thank you for joining us this week. If you need to send us a prayer request, there's a couple of ways. You can send us an email at touchofgodradio at gmail.com. That's touchofgodradio at gmail.com. You can also call us at country code number 1-407-705-3151. That's country code 1-407-705-3151. You can also get to our website at tog.world, T-O-G dot world. And you can also find us on Facebook and YouTube under Touch of God Radio. So this week we are diving back into Come As You Are as we seek the Lord in the secret place and want to encourage you in that, to seek the Lord with all of your heart. But before we do that, I felt on my heart that I needed to take a little detour, like one of those side streets that I think the Lord sometimes wants us to go on, amen, to cover a particular message or a quick topic that someone maybe needs to hear about this particular week, because the Holy Spirit knows who's going to be listening on the radio program. Amen. And so we're going to just briefly talk on sin and overcoming the temptation to sin. And of course, this deserves an entire program, if not more than one program. I do want to just talk about a couple of scriptures and encourage you in this if you're having problems. So 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 13 to 14 And this is going to be, as usual, out of the Amplified Classic Edition translation. And it says in verse 13, For no temptation, no trial regarded as enticing to sin, no matter how it comes or where it leads, has overtaken you and laid hold on you that is not common to man. That is, no temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance, and that is not adjusted and adapted and belonging to human experience and such as man can bear. But God is faithful to his word and to his compassionate nature, and he can be trusted not to let you be tempted and tried and assayed beyond your ability and strength of resistance and power to endure, But with the temptation, he will always also provide the way out, the means of escape to a landing place, that you may be capable and strong and powerful to bear up under it patiently. Verse 14, Therefore, my dearly beloved, shun, keep clear away from, avoid by flight, if need be, any sort of idolatry of loving or venerating anything more than God. Now we know that God is not the tempter. God cannot be tempted, the Bible says, and the Bible also says he is not the one who tempts. The devil, Satan, and the demonic realm lead us into sin, and we have the ability, we have the power, the willpower to say no to every temptation. We are not controlled by evil unless we allow evil to control us first. So it is our decision on every temptation, everything we see with our eyes, for example, lust of the eyes with computer images or people on the street perhaps or in clubs or things like that. It's our choice whether to go to that club. It is our choice to go to a website. 
or if you accidentally stumble upon a website, whether you should shut the browser down quickly or go to a different one, uh, or whether to stay on that page. And yes, to some, it will be like sugar. It will be the sweetest thing, and you do not believe you can take your eyes from it. But you do have the willpower to turn your eyes from it, to turn your ears from it, to shut it down. Amen. And the Lord is not the tempter, but he has given you the ability to say no to it. He has limited the strength of the temptation so that it conforms and it says adjusted and adapted belonging to human experience and such as man can bear. Verse 13. So that means that today, if you think you have been going around this crazy mountain for weeks, months, years, decades, and it's this one particular sin that so easily has entangled you, according to the Bible, and you believe that it's more powerful than you are to say no to it. That's an absolute lie. The Lord has given you the willpower and the strength, and his grace is sufficient enough for you to say no to it and repent, turn to the Lord with your heart, and say, Lord, I have sinned, I have taken the bait of the enemy, but Lord, in First John chapter 1, verse 9, it says that if I confess these sins of temptation, of lust of the eyes, or whatever it is, to you, that that verse says, Lord, that you are faithful to forgive me my sins and to cleanse me of all unrighteousness, to cleanse my conscience of these bad images and memories and things like that. And the Lord will surely forgive you and push those sins farther from the east as to the west, and the Lord will remember them no more. So I want to encourage you today, remember there is a way out. According to verse 13, the Lord has given you a way out, the means of escape to a landing place. So you can escape at any time when you are tempted. You can escape. It is like a main road going through town with lots of side streets. You can take any side street. There are side street after side street. You can turn right or you can turn left. Get off that highway of temptation. Get off that main road through town of temptation and turn off to the side of an escape and turn back to the Lord. He will surely cleanse your conscience and your sins will be forgiven as you confess them to him. Amen. So you are strong today. I, I speak strength for you. You are no longer going to go around this mountain anymore. And the more that you turn to the Lord and the more time you spend with him in that private room, Matthew 6, verse 6, more time you spend with him in the secret place, you will find that the power of sin or the amount of temptation that you are faced with every day will diminish and go weaker and weaker and weaker because of the scripture that we spoke of last week. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So there is no freedom when we don't focus on the Lord because His Spirit is not there in that room with you, in that part of your life with you. You're not acknowledging Him per se. Yes, Jesus may live in you. Yes, the Holy Spirit and the Father, the Trinity may live within you. Amen. They may reside in you because you may have given your life to Christ. But that doesn't mean that you are acknowledging the Lord. It doesn't mean that you are spending time with him. I could be in the same house as my wife for 10 years, 
but never once say hello to her. I never once commune with her to discuss my problems, to love her, to spend time with her, share my secret ambitions and thoughts in prayer and things like that. It's totally possible to be spending a long time with someone but never actually get to know them. And unfortunately, that is also possible with the Lord. So we have to turn our hearts to the Lord and seek him with all of our heart because only then will we find him. According to Jeremiah 29, verses 12 to 13, he says, Then you will call upon me, and you will come and pray to me, and I will hear and heed you. Then you will seek me, inquire for, and require me as a vital necessity, and find me when you search for me with all your heart. So, You will find the Lord when you search for him with all your heart. So the focus of your heart should be away from sin and away from things that so easily ensnare us and focus on the Lord. Amen. There's another verse, Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, which Catrice has read out before. And that says, You will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace, whose mind both its inclination and its character is stayed on you because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confidently in you. And that's Isaiah saying of the Lord, you, Lord, will guard him, the man or the lady, and keep him, the person, in perfect and constant peace, whose mind is stayed on you. Lord, because the person commits themselves to you, Lord, leans on you, Lord, and hopes confidently in you, Lord. So it's all about where our focus is in our heart and mind. Amen. We have the power to decide what to think on from one moment to the next. And depending on that decision, that will dictate the course of your heart and what happens to your heart. But let there be no mistake that God has given you every opportunity to escape every temptation, and God is not tempting you. He is providing the way out of the temptation, not providing a way into it. So I want to go to now Psalm chapter 16, verses 7 to 9. And we're again focusing on what our our heart is leaning to. Is it the Lord? Is it something else? In the chapter 16 of Psalms, Verse 7 to 9, the psalmist writes, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. Yes, my heart instructs me in the night seasons. So here you can see that the psalmist is spending time in the night hours and seeking the Lord, and he has been receiving counsel. He has been receiving wisdom and knowledge and understanding, which is we all have to get that. If if anything we get, we have to get knowledge, understanding, wisdom, counsel, and an understanding of the nature of the Lord and know him intimately. Amen. Because remember in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, the conditional verse, it says that if we seek him first, amen, and his, his righteousness, his kingdom, we seek God first, then all those things that we were caring about with the clothes and the food and all those things, the finances, they will be added unto you. So if you have any issue with provision today, increase your time with the Lord in the secret place, in your small room in your house with the door shut, amen, praying to the Lord, seeking him, and then just being still and know that he is God and commune with him. 
He loves you so much. He's not going to stay quiet because you sinned. You are the one that controls how close you get to God. You have that willpower. Notice that God doesn't force you to do a single thing. He respects your free will. He never violates it. Amen. That's why we're not automatically born again. We have to receive Jesus by faith, believe in his name. Only then, when we confess Jesus as Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead, Romans chapter 10 verse 9, are we saved. But it's our action to take after the finished works of Christ on the cross have allowed us to choose Jesus or not. And depending on what we choose, there are ramifications, repercussions for yes and no. And we all know what that is. Yes, we go to heaven, but we also become a new creation on the earth first. And there's so much, and that's why this program is mainly dedicated to your identity in Christ and intimacy with the Lord. But if you say no to the Lord, if you reject him, that is where you will go to hell. If you reject the Son of the living God, if you reject that way of escape from your current path, that's where you will continue to go. And that is because we all sinned, we all fell short of the glory of God. And Romans chapter 5 verse 12 says that as one man sinned, we all sinned. So because Adam sinned in the beginning, now we've all sinned. However small it was, if you stole a biscuit, a cookie, if you lied to someone, if you broke any of the Ten Commandments in your life, even one, that is enough to send you to hell. But God is a God of love. He wants to reconcile. He wants to restore. He has offered you his son. He put his son on the cross for you to take your punishment. Jesus is taking your punishment in your place. All you have to do, because it's already paid for, is receive him as your Lord and Savior and confess him as Lord and, and no longer have the idolatry of anything else except God. Amen. Like we talked at, at the top of the program. So in the name of Jesus today, I thank you, Lord, for putting your precious love on the hearts of these precious souls today, that they would firmly implant their focus of their heart in you. They will seek you with all of their heart. They will find you. And Lord, Jeremiah 33, verse 3, as you know, says that when they call upon you, you will answer and you will show them things that they do not know. So let's go back to Psalm 16, verse 7, where the psalmist says, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. Yes, my heart instructs me in the night seasons. Verse 8, I have set the Lord continually before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Now, the psalmist has made a decision in verse 8. The psalmist has decided, I have set the Lord continually before me. Now, you can decide every hour of every day whether to set the Lord continually before you or to set something else before you. In other words, what is your passion? What is your desire? Is it something of the world? Is it sports? Is it gambling? Is it pornography? What, it, what is it that is taking your time? Is your focus on these things? Have you set those things before you or have you set the Lord before you? The psalmist has decided to set the Lord continually before him. And it says, because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. So that means that the Lord is at the psalmist's right hand because the psalmist has decided to place the Lord there. Amen. It's not because God decided he wanted to. God always wants to come and sit and be at our right hand, be within us. Amen. But have you invited him recently? Is he with you 
Amen. Of course, we understand again, he is inside of us dwelling in the temple that God has created within us at the moment that we were born again, gave our life to Jesus. But there is having the Lord inside us, but also having a relationship with the Lord that is inside of us. And as you see here, the decision is that the psalmist has made, he's placed the Lord continually before him. That means that he is more aware every day and every night that the Lord is with him, and he has decided to focus on Jesus. He has decided to focus on the Lord and keep him in the forefront of his thinking and his heart. And because of that, the verse says, I shall not be moved. Now, what does moved mean? It means that nothing will shake you. If nobody can move you, then nothing will shake you or disturb you from trust and confidence in the Lord. Amen. Nothing is going to shake you. So if someone says, oh, I don't believe in all that, um, you know, you, you shouldn't be spending all this time with the Lord. You say, no, I set the Lord continually before me. He is my Lord. He is my Redeemer. He has done good things for me in my life. He has never tempted me, but he has provided me a way of escape out of sin. He has delivered me from whatever he has delivered you from. And so, it's your testimony that is very powerful to other people. When they see you spending time with the Lord and you don't have time to pick up the phone anymore and talk to your friends for hours on end because you're devoted to the Lord, then they will start asking you questions. And that is the time that you can tell them the goodness of the Lord and why you're doing it. And they may say, oh, I, I don't think I can be your friend anymore. You've changed. Well, that's okay. They were not true friends in the first place. Because a true friend is going to stick with you through thick and thin, no matter who you become. Amen. They care for you and they love you. And that's a true friend. So they were never a friend anyway. And so choose the Lord. Amen. Choose the Lord. Verse 9. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory, my inner self rejoices. My body too shall rest and confidently dwell in safety. Now, don't you like the sound of that? Wouldn't you like to just be glad in your heart and at peace? Remember Isaiah 26 verse 3, you're at peace when your mind is focused on the Lord. So your mind is at peace, your mind is glad, your heart is, is uh, rejoicing, your body is going to be resting and confidently dwelling in safety. How many of you know that your body needs to be resting? It's always on the go, walking up and down, getting everything that you need. Maybe your body's going through some stress and the Lord says, cast your cares upon me. And what are you doing with those cares on your back? Be anxious for nothing. You know, let's look at Matthew chapter six from, I think it's verse 25 all the way to 34, which includes the classic verse that's repeated a lot of times, verse 33, seeking him first and everything else will be added unto you. So that is what I wanted to encourage you with today. It's all about focusing our heart on him because where our focus is, that is where we ponder in our heart. If your heart has been on things that you know are wrong, then that is all the more reason for you needing to meet and connect with Jesus, focusing your mind, heart, soul, and strength on him. Amen. Remember the first commandment of Jesus, love the Lord thy God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Everything you have in you. Bring it to the Lord. Give it to the Lord. Seek him with all of your heart. The Lord is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. 
So you will not have any time in vain, no wasted time spent with the Lord. There is no such thing as a second that is wasted. When you focus your heart on the Lord, you will surely be rewarded as you diligently seek him. Not once in a while, but as you diligently seek him, you know, there's diligence involved. You have to discipline yourself and set aside a particular time of the day. For me, it used to be 3 a.m. in the fourth watch, but now I'm trying to make it a little earlier, 2 a.m. And some of you, including me, originally I was saying, I need sleep at night. I need to sleep. That's why it's nighttime. But no, there actually is a supernatural phenomenon every morning where I will get up at 2 a.m., I will spend time with the Lord, I will go back to bed, I will get up about 7, and I will not feel any tiredness from getting up early. The Lord restores your energy, amen, your vitality, because you are focused on Him, everything else will be added unto you, Matthew 6, verse 33. And we think that all those things that are added unto us includes just things like money, but it's all the things that you need, for the Lord knows what you need before you know you need them, he provides for you. But keep him first, seek him first, and you will find that all these temptations to sin, do things that you wouldn't normally want to do, say the things that you wouldn't normally want to say, they will just fall away. They will just snap off of you, and your soul will be strengthened. And of course, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it speaks of the power of the Word of God that's active and alive. And it's going into and dividing between the space where the soul and the spirit meet and overlap. No surgeon can go in with a two-edged sword and find that. Only the Lord's Word can go in and seek out and heal the soul and renew the mind and heal the body of any infirmities and sicknesses and that's why we have to be in the word so we have to abide in the lord amen john chapter 15 which we're going to get into another week it is an amazing chapter and i encourage you to read it and not wait for us to read it to you but to start reading it early john chapter 15 where we abide in the lord but we also need to abide in the word and have the word abide in us I mean, not just abiding in the Lord and the Lord in us, but abiding in his word. And of course, Jesus is the word. So if your heart has been on things that you know are wrong, then that is all the more reason for you needing to meet and connect with him, focusing your mind, heart, soul, and strength on him. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The spirit of the Lord will deliver you from the addictions, the things that have been so entangling you in this world. You will not want to indulge anymore in those things. Amen. That is the power of the presence of the Lord in your life when you turn your heart towards him and seek him constantly. He surely does love you and he has surely paid for this opportunity for you to say yes to him and to spend some time with him. Amen. Every day. So that is all the time we have for today. It's been a blessing being able to speak to you. We love you very much. Uh, We have not seen your faces just yet, but we do love you by the Spirit with the love of Christ. And we speak life over your bodies from head to toe today. All sickness, disease be gone in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for bringing your word alive in these precious souls' hearts today. 
as they read your word, but as they also turn to you with their hearts and their focus on you in the secret place. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, until next week, you have a blessed week. Amen.